Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Man Cave after our little break. This is the only podcast that we know of, hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. I'm Andy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. I feel like you hesitated on your last name there. Well, yeah, any marital troubles we need to, we'll, we'll dive in later. Um, each So for those of you who are new to the Mand Cave, each week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, books, what's streaming on TV, what's trending in the world, and yeah. all of Mandy's dumb ideas. <laughs> I'm very excited to be back. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Yay! Cut this shit. I found out that one of my idols, me, listens to us. It's me. I, sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Way to yes and. Come Who on. Who listens to us? Um, My Aunt Myrna. You just found that out. She's. She's like very active on the Facebook and everything else. Well, no, I mean, she's active. She's very supportive, but I didn't know she was actually listening. Look, plenty of people, plenty of people can be like, hey, love your podcast. And who knows? You know what I mean? But she actually called me laughing hysterically about the contact lens story. (laughs) Which you love so much. Hey, next week, clipping cuticles. Um, Yeah. Fandy Nation. Can can she be stopped? Can we have just an outpouring of protest and, oh, that story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a couple great yeast infection stories, too, but we don't have to. Let's not. You know what I mean? I didn't say they were in my cooch, so don't look at me like I'm saying something dirty. You can get yeast infection. Can you get a yeast infection somewhere else? Yes, in your mouth. You can. I don't know how you get that. Of but course, you can. You can. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, that's why the sourdough thing is not a good idea. Oh, but it made such good bread for such a long time. Are you still sourdoughing? You know, I can. I have a starter and I'm willing to work that shit. But uh, oh my, my God, husband I've never went heard you brag so quickly. Oh, yeah. And so forcefully. Oh, uh, hang on. Oh, my do- God. She, her pot. <laughs> People, her posture changed. Her voice changed. <laughs> she straightened her clothes. She was like, I can bake bread. And I will. <laughs> if I it want to. In- it was very intimidating. No, you know that my husband went to a witch doctor and I do. is taking all kinds of herbal things and it doesn't touch gluten anymore. Um, and so it's, it, you know, it's a changed landscape in here. I mean, yeah, it's it's very different in my house. There's a lot of fake egg salad and um, non non wheat things. So. It's a it's a different world, and we're all so much happier and more fulfilled. Just come for to it. my house to eat. No, I know, you, come, I you sneak out and you come <laughs> over, and I'll serve you deep fried ribs. Thank you, and cov- smothered in cheese. <laughs> Sounds that's, wonderful. That's what I'm cooking up. What have you? Okay, so in our break, yeah. we took in a lot of things, a lot of culture. We yes. did a lot of reading, a lot of seeing, a lot of listening. Sure. What are some highlights and lowlights? Well, I'm very proud and happy because I actually did finish my movie. Yes. So Jess plus none. Uh, I, I don't know when people are going to get to see it, but that was a that's mostly what I've been watching nonstop every day in a dark room, fixing all of the things that need to be fixed on a movie. But now it's done. So that's great. Oh, um, fantastic. Also caught up on season two of Hacks. Oh, what did you think? I thought. So far, I'm only like halfway through. Um, so you just far, said caught up. Okay. 
well, I'm catching up. I'm currently, I'm, I'm halfway to, there's a lot to watch. And I, I liked everything except I, I, I didn't like the lesbian episode. I thought, first of all, I mean, you know, lesbians are just not inherently entertaining, right? Sorry, Aunt Myrna. <laughs> but um, no, no, I didn't. I thought that episode was like, it was cheesy. They invented a like, oh no, she's going to say terrible things on stage. It just didn't work for me. But remind everything else me, was really I, fun. Can you remind me? Because I did watch it. She's owning ago. it. She's in love with the lesbian. She's having so much fun. There's a scene. She's Jean on Smart stage. Or... Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's on stage. And then all of a sudden she starts, she makes like one joke. And then immediately this professional comedian who's been on stage for years doesn't do material, just decides to hurl insults at the audience and be mean. I didn't buy it uh, for a second. It was like a okay. totally, you know, it was a totally cr- It was like a Michael Richards meltdown that would yeah, never it was, really happen. No, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, not for her. Not at this point. Right. Um, she was having too much fun. Anyway, but but other than that, I I, I loved everything else about the episode. I was like, woohoo, somebody in the writer's room is having fun. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, oh, horror movies. I've been watching horror movies. I've been Why? tasked with trying to come up with a horror thriller supernatural idea and I'm challenging oh. myself to do it. And you know, I can't stand horror movies. So it's like I would, really I know. uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Yes. Which ones? Uh, Hereditary. Watched? I watched Hereditary last night. Have you seen that? Okay. No. Holy God. Oh my God. Tony okay. Collette and Gabriel Byrne. Uh, and that kid from Jumanji, Alex Moss, I think is his name, Alex something. Anyway, it's beyond scary. Really scary. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know about what's you? not, you know what's not scary? What? Nope. Oh, nope. I heard that. Oh, <gasps> my. Walked out. The, oh my God. the trailers were all so scary and it was getting me excited. Like there are great horror trailers out right now. And I yeah. was like, this is going to be fun. This is going to like lots of jump scares and we're going to go on the ride. Nope. Wow. You Don't walked believe out. Rotten Tomatoes people. Don't believe what people are saying that it's good. It's not good. It's boring. And it's a lot of clouds. Just, just watching clouds. Well, I should go see it because obviously I'm going to love it. But you walked out. Right. You must have had half a beer left. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I was no beer. Uh, <laughs> I was my rage was not alcohol induced. It was just. Oh, OK. I was just really not liking it. Mm. And I like I believe in my you. mind, life is too short to sit in a movie or a show that you just like, hate. Yeah. I just I, would rather be, you know, yeah. watching porn online. Let me ask you. What? Let me ask you, how bad does it have to be before you will leave? Like how undeniably, is there any part of you that goes, maybe it'll get better in act two, or maybe there's a great ending? No, I'm so cynical. You know that I'm like, yeah, I know, this but is, this is what they're doing and it's not working and I'm out of here. I okay. don't really have a lot of hope. But you've seen it'll bad get better. movies top to bottom in a movie. I mean, if you go to a movie theater, right? Like that's pretty rare yeah. that you would walk out of one of those, right? Or no, that's kind of a common Yeah, practice. no, I don't walk out of movies. I don't walk out of things very often. When I do, it's... Yeah, it's that bad. You know? Yeah, I probably yeah. won't. I I'm probably really trying won't to like it. stick it to Jordan Peele. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I get, well, and you're... I'm also extra mad because Get Out, I think, is one of my top 10 favorite movies yes. of all time. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. Yes. So that ex- that extra hurts. That yeah. Jordan Peele would go from that to this. Yeah, it's hard. Know? It's hard when our heroes uh, deliver not good stuff. Like I uh, like the Judd Apatow thing, the bubble. 
right? We didn't like his bubble. Ooh. When right. we were big fans of him, really. First layer yep, off. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, guys. Here it goes. <laughs> just for fun, just to mix it up, I have three layers on under this. Okay, that's a visual thing. People can't see it, but like, guys, right. it's great. So okay. I'm seeing a lot of skin, mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see twice now, Freestyle Love Supreme. Oh, yeah. Saw it twice, right? So that is Lin-Manuel Miranda's hip-hop improvised musical uh, that, it, it was yeah. just, we saw last night, the closing night of the Broadway tour. Yeah, how so, was it? It's fantastic. It's yeah. just I loved inspiring it and fun. And Casey flipped the first time. He's like, can we go back and see it again? And of course we can. It's a different show every time. Yeah. So it's not, you know, I mean, there are shows I would see a hundred times over just because I love them. But this is like, yeah. You're seeing a brand new show. You're burying the lead. Did Lin-Manuel Miranda show up? Was he the special guest? Who was the special guest? Not at all. We've gotten Uh, quite uh, ripped off both times. Okay. It's just been like other members of Freestyle Love Supreme who, (laughs) you know, weren't in the, supposed to be in the show. And then they are. Yeah. That's who we got both times. Can I guess? did you get? uh, we didn't have a special guest, remember? We uh, we didn't. Uh, it was just like one of the piano players came up and did a, the part that I think oh. the special guest would have done. There was no special guest the night that oh. we saw it, that we knew of. It was like just some guy in the band who was on stage the mm-hmm. whole time. He was a great so- uh, singer and a pianist. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. can I guess who it was? Was it Patricia Heaton? <laughs> <laughs> Aunt Myrna uh, came up. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that and like, okay. there is a bit of a promise that that Freestyle Love Supreme makes with like promoting. It might be Lin Manuel himself. It might be one of the cast of Hamilton. It might be Wayne Brady, Josh oh. Groban. They they put that out there, yeah. and you buy your tickets. So excited to see who walks out, and then it's like, yeah. here's a member of our cast who hasn't done it in a couple of months, and um, you don't know that person. I don't. I'm gonna make this up to you, man. Right now, are you ready? Yes. Fandies, if any of you know Wayne Brady, this is this is a big moment, but we will change the format of our podcast to be a host guest podcast. If any of you know Wayne Brady and want to hook us up with him, I'm going to say that right now without even consulting you first, because I love him, too. So we'll have him I thought a... you were going to start improvising some rap, but that did not happen. <laughs> Don't be silly. What would I say? I can't rap on any day. <laughs> pretty good right i mean i was like i just put say and day together like i was like those rhyme oh my god and my rhythm all right lady <laughs> let's get some wayne brady up in the house uh yeah uh, casey is a massive massive wayne brady fan as, yes. are, as are jeremy and me but oh. casey's like nuts for him so yeah yes. have you do you saw i assume you saw wayne brady is gonna wayne brady gonna have to cut a bitch did you see that the on oh, the yeah, dave yeah. chappelle yeah yeah, yeah, it's the most famous sketch ever, and it's the most hilarious thing ever, and it made me fall deeply, madly, eternally in love with Wayne Brady. He's for those incredible. Who, for those who don't know it, may I? On the Dave Chappelle show, Wayne Brady, who's like the cleanest comic ever, Dave Chappelle did this sketch with him, where it, like a training day sketch, where he and Wayne Brady are in a car. Wayne Brady's a cop, and he turns dark and goes over to a hooker and says, "Is Wayne Brady gonna have to cut a bitch?" And it's just the funniest thing on the planet because Wayne Brady would never. He's like Mr. Rogers; he'd never cut a bitch. So, well, we I think it was cut. know if he cut a bitch. Oh, that's you, true. You know, I mean, like he, he's got good yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Well, okay. Should we get 
to it. Yeah, that was a lot of blabbing. Thanks for your patience. Guys, I'm so mad because I really, really did want to watch this with you because it really is one of my all-time favorite movies. We watched Postcards from the Edge, as promised, continuing um, with me being the gayest man ever. Uh, although it's also Patrick's favorite movie. So, you know, one of one really? of his favorites. Oh, we quote it all the time in our house. We quote it all the time. Other than it twirled up? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. I'm curious what other quotes are. Uh, Well, there's the one from where... From this garbage yeah. script. Stop it. I'm kidding. I'm ah, kidding. I was going to say. Uh, yeah, so we watched starring Meryl Streep. It was released in 1990, so sorry for our young listeners out there. You're going to have to go. But I did watch my niece... Um, I, I did make my niece watch it with me and she loved it. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, it has Meryl Streep and Shirley MacLaine and Gene Hackman and... um. Yeah. M- might I continue? Because every time a new person walks on screen, I was like, oh, yeah. So Gene Hackman and then in tiny parts, Richard Dreyfus, Dennis Quaid has a big role. Rob Reiner, Oliver yeah. Platt. Yeah. Annette Bening. Annette Bening her in first her first movie. Things. Yes. This was her first movie? Yes. And get this. I mean, I don't know. She may have done like a small budget thing, but this was her yeah. first thing. A little piece of trivia for you. little fun. After this movie, Shirley MacLaine and Annette Bening uh, became related. Did you know this? Did you know that Shirley MacLaine's brother is Warren Beatty? Yes. I didn't know that. Um, Oh, see, I feel like now that's one of those things where like somebody goes, did you know that people call Jennifer Lopez (laughs) J-Lo? What? Yes. Shirley MacLaine and Warren Beatty are brother and sister. Yes. I knew about Benifer, but J-Lo? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh, that was news to me i did not know that yeah so but i was questioning whether like did shirley mclean go you you're adorable you should meet my brother or like how did <laughs> or was she already dating warren Beatty and he was like hey sis put put my huh. gal in your movie do I, we know how it all came to pass i don't know warren personally but i don't feel like he goes to his sister to try to hook up with chicks so i'm gonna say he did that all on his own i'm gonna say warren had game and did it on his own okay but um, uh, but also what's interesting about this movie that I love, love, love so much is that it's uh, based on, it's a semi-autobiographical based on Carrie Fisher's life with her mom, Debbie Reynolds, who auditioned for the movie to play Shirley MacLaine's part. And Mike Nichols said, no, she wasn't right for it. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> that happened to me one time. I auditioned literally to play Patrick's wife and I didn't get the part. So <laughs> Debbie Reynolds and I are in very, very good company. <laughs> yes. Um, while I just this is a bit of a tangent and I apologize. But did you read A Star is Bored? Yes. What you yes. did, right? Yes. Right. OK. Which is so that is Carrie Fisher. That, that is uh, a semi-autobiographical novel written by Carrie Fisher's personal assistant. Yes. And it is fantastic. So I'm just giving that gift. Anyone out there who's Ugh. like, oh, I'm looking for a fun read. Yeah. It's absolute magic. It's yes. hilarious. hilarious. It's heartbreaking. It's wonderful. Yep. And it's much more insight into Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. It is so, yeah. If you love, want to go down that path. And after seeing this movie and after reading that book, like w- when Carrie Fisher died, rest in peace, Carrie, the fact that her mom died like two days later. <laughs> I still can't talk it about it. No, but it's so perfect. It's the most perfect ending to their story. <laughs> I know. I mean, people said like, I, I'm genuinely like, can't think about it. Like, 
I'm crying. Like it was said that Debbie Reynolds died of a broken heart. Like when she lost Carrie Fisher, she couldn't go on. That's like what, and uh, like the, uh, yeah. mm. Oh, not good podcasting for me to just go, uh, 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 but I, it really. (laughs) Oh yeah. Let me get that kind of love. After seeing this horror movie last night with the kid that goes insane, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Depending on who the kid is, then you have heartbreak. I'm just saying. Well, you know my kid. <laughs> I my do. kid's awesome. An angel and perfect. I know. I know. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll save it for your parenting podcast. Okay. okay. Um, you're starting that soon, right? <laughs> I already subscribed. <laughs> um, no, I've I, been slowly working on it I, for but, years. But if you, but I, maybe she died of a broken heart. Maybe she did. But after seeing this movie, come on, like the fun. Okay. So for me, you know, I love it. I'm not going to say much, except that what I love about it is the fact that the mom is so played so brilliantly by Shirley MacLaine and so overbearing in this crazy, wonderful way. Another little known fact, yeah. there's like 11 pages of the mom in the book. Apparently I haven't read the book, but now I want to. The mom is not a huge character in the book and she is a huge character in this movie. Oh. I know, right? Yeah. And she she remains lovable. Like, it's not a mommy dearest situation where you're thinking, just get out from that relationship. It's not that. It's this very wacky, attention-hungry woman who really is doing the best she can for Mm -hmm. her daughter and Mm -hmm. believes that she's loving her properly and giving her guidance and helping take care of her. But uh, is there anybody out there who does not know the plot of Postcards from the Edge? An actress who's an addict... ODs and as part of her recovery, filmmakers won't work with her unless she is living with a caretaker who's going to like a sober companion and take care of her. And that's Shirley MacLaine, her mom. Yeah. Yeah. There is also an actress who doesn't work in the movie. And I don't understand why we don't ever see Shirley MacLaine like auditioning or working or talking about her. We never really get a sense of her. Well, I would say that perhaps at that time, I mean, did we see Debbie Reynolds work much later in her career? Like there was like there was a fallow time and then she worked a lot. Right. But right. and I would say this was fallow. during Fallow. Yeah. Shit. Dang. You just blew my mind. I got to look yeah. that up. Yeah. I'll fallow. S- like it was so fallow. Make me talk so in shallow. The fallow like that. <laughs> yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And one of the yeah. things I love and this actually influenced my filmmaking dream desire and Robert Altman did this a lot too where the characters are talking over each other and I really wonder Mm -hmm. how much of that is improvised like the way that they it's incredible how they're making this little jigsaw puzzle and they do it in in a lot of scenes I have a bunch of scenes that I want to like play for the audience okay great yeah well I want to go back just to make an observation because this was definitely made in a different time you know yeah the movie reeks of we weren't woke as society yet. And we, you know, and it's not diverse and blah, 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 but the smoking. So Meryl Streep is in a rehab center. Shirley MacLaine meets her roommate and is like, nice to meet you, dear. And then Shirley MacLaine puts an ashtray on the roommate's pillow, (laughs) lights up a cigarette and is smoking on the roommate's bed, like <laughs> flicking her ashes on the pillow in the ashtray. Yeah. The good old days, right? I loved it. Yes. Okay, but you haven't said whether like, you liked it. Did you like the movie? I loved the movie. Oh, good. I loved I'm it. So happy. I can't yes. believe you hadn't seen it. Of course you loved it. I'm so glad. I know. I don't know why. I I mean, I had seen scenes from it. I know some references. It just never, I had never sat down and watched the whole thing. And it's 
heartwarming and um, funny. And, you know, there are some twists and turns. Dennis Quaid isn't who he purports to be. And mm-hmm. he's a little hard Purports. to look at. I, and I, I, I mean, I mean that. No, he's like a weird uh, Picasso in this movie. <laughs> I find well, Dennis Quaid good looking usually. But in this one, he looks like the Joker. It's weird. Yeah, I think he he's very handsome. But if he uh, if he allows himself to go toward that, exactly that mm-hmm. Joker Jack Nicholson face, he can do that. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't mind him showering and being shirtless and all that. He plays a really good rogue. I didn't buy him for a second saying I love you to her. <laughs> I'm surprised she right. did. Uh, he was right. very like. I don't know, hang doggy. Over and, the top. Yeah, 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 it was really over the top. But um, he's super handsome. I've had a crush on him forever and ever. Oh. Uh, yeah. I feel er- like that's a, a meetup we could make happen. So, Wayne Brady, <laughs> if you're if you're listening, can you introduce my friend Mandy to yeah. her crush, Dennis Quaid? Well, maybe let's wait till Wayne comes on the show because I want to know more. Okay. I'm Obviously, they're okay. friends and they hang out all the time. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming so. Yeah. I'm so, so glad you liked it. I really, I really Oh, am. I really did. I loved it. And I could see why it becomes like a perennial watch. Yeah. You know, like for me, it's Steel Magnolias or lots yes. of other things. But there's a really great um, scene, if I may. Uh, yes, there's this really great scene. It's, it's about, sorry, Pete. It's like an hour and 14 minutes and 20 seconds left in the movie. And it's because on Hulu, they don't. Right? Is it's, it Hulu that we it's were watching? HBO or Max. I couldn't, oh, it H- wouldn't oh. tell me how much, you know. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, uh, that it's a classic conversation between uh, Meryl Streep and Shirley MacLaine. And it's about, it's basically her over, it's after she gets out of rehab and she's with her mom and her mom's driving her home from work. And she's just talking about how she would really like a perky den. And I think in that scene best, it really sets up the dynamic of how the mom always takes over the conversation and does not listen to her daughter and is constantly one-upping her with her drama. And how was your day, dear? You made me do a drug test. I knew it. I knew you shouldn't do this picture. Yeah, but you knew I shouldn't do it because it was a bad film. No. Not because they were going to make me do it. I don't analyze the way you do, dear. I, it just felt wrong to me. I had a dream that it wasn't right. Oh, I know you don't take my dream seriously, even the one that predicted your kidney stone. I really like a Herkadan. Right I had now. a dream the other night. I had a dream that I was drowning, that I Two was sinking Herkadan. to the bottom of the ocean. That's Very heavy sequin gown yeah, dragging me like down. Three. What does that mean? I don't want to alarm you, dear, but I do want to prepare you. I didn't tell you this before because of the uh, drug clinic thing and all of that, but remember my hysterectomy? The one last year. Right. Well, I, they found tumors. Really? Fibroid tumors. Oh, but isn't that normal, Ma? Usually. Usually it's normal. But in our family, dear, all the women die young. All have weak systems. Grandma's still alive. Barely. And don't contradict me, dear. I'm just trying to tell you that I might not be around for very much longer. I don't want to alarm you, but I do want to prepare you for my death. It is so important that you understand how precious your life is to me. How did we end up talking about your death from I mean, my you know, drug I test? wish you would change back to I my understand. business manager. Could we just not I talk? think you would feel better. I, I know I would. Well. And I think you should ask Dr. Feldman to take a look at you. Maybe you have tumors. I had one as big as a grapefruit. I'm going to kill myself. Don't say that. Even in jest, Suzanne. Just come out of a drug clinic. People might take it the wrong way. Oh. Her blush should have its own movie. 
She, I mean, everybody just look at a still image from this movie. Shirley MacLaine's blush is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's like all, it's the her whole cheek from her eye to her chin <laughs> is just this <laughs> ruddy, bright. Ooh, it's intense. I really, she, for me, is one of those actresses like Carol Burnett, like Betty White, that just deliver perfectly. Just pitch perfect comedy. <clears throat> it's grounded in real character. You know, like I believe it, but there's this heightened thing that they do. It's clear and it's so specific, man. Like a, yeah. A, she, like that song that she does. So when Meryl Streep comes out of the rehab and I'm still here. Yes. Did you know that song? Of course. It's sometime. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I didn't know what it was from. I, I, I had heard it only in that movie. Oh, it's from either Follies or Company. I always get them confused. Good think, times and bad times. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. It's Follies. Um, Steven Sondheim actually changed and wrote special lyrics for this movie. It sounded like it. Yeah, it's a little different. Uh, you know, knowing, yeah, knowing the lyrics as I do. But what a cheeky, hard thing to do where she gets up and sort of pretends that she's she doesn't really want to sing. She doesn't want to take over her daughter's <laughs> night, right? And then right. she goes from... You know, what is it? I'm still here in D flat. We, we yeah. that's a quote we say at our house all the time. I'm still here in D flat. Um, and yeah. then she gets up and she like somehow manages to just t- she sings the whole song with it's like a four and a half minute song. It's I not know. not a quick ditty. Choreography and, and she, levels and yep. acting and slamming the piano. I mean, she brings it home in this way that is, and then flips up her skirt, yeah, <laughs> and crosses her leg and hits this pose on the piano. It's beyond. I love it. You know, I I, I thought like I loved that Shirley MacLaine was an addict as well, yeah, but an addict who hadn't faced her her troubles and i liked the way it was revealed because i didn't know it in the beginning of the movie i didn't know she was a drunk at all like you're watching and you're like oh she's at a party so she had a few great she's at home quote unquote worried about meryl streep so she's drinking some wine great didn't i it was then she poured vodka in her morning smoothie and i was like (laughs) like it was so gross warm vodka from the cabinet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right into her morning smoothie with blueberries and yogurt. And I was so grossed out. And then that's when Meryl Streep calls her out and is like, you have a drinking problem. And Meryl Streep says one of my favorite lines, I drink like an Irish person. <laughs> yeah, sure, I, sure I don't have McLean. a drinking problem. Yeah. I actually... Wait, who I, did I say? Oh, Meryl Streep? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shirley MacLaine says it. Yeah. That scene is the one with all the big quotes in it. Like, that's the one. Right. I think, can we play it? Well, not that whole scene because it starts in the isn't it like that long argument with I twirled up? Uh, it it twirled goes. Up? It goes to. Um, it's not that long. It's it's there's oh. it's two minutes. Like the and, you, and it has the twirled up. I'll I'll sing. I'm still here gently in the background as Pete plays it. Here we go, no, <laughs> Pete. It's at no, there's twenty seven oh five left to twenty five thirty. Go for it. You are jealous because I can drink and you can't take drugs any longer because I can handle it and you can't. How do you handle it? My drinking does not interfere with my work. I wish that my mother had been as concerned about me when I was a little girl. 
Will you please tell me what is this awful thing I did to you when you were a child? Okay, you wanna know? I wanna know. Tell okay, me. Okay, fine. From the time I was nine years old, you gave me sleeping pills. That was over-the-counter medication, and no. I gave it to you because you, you couldn't give children sleep. Sleeping pills. They were not they sleeping sleep. pills. It was store-bought and it was perfectly safe. Now don't blame me. For your drug taking, I do not blame my mother for my misfortunes or for my drinking. Well, you don't even acknowledge that you drink. How could you possibly blame your mother for something you don't even do? Remember my 17th birthday party when you lifted your skirt up in front of all those I people? I did not lift my guy, skirt. Michael. It twirled up! You only remember the bad stuff, don't you? What about the big band that I got to play at that party? Big Do you remember band. that? No! You only remember that my skirt accidentally twirled up! And you weren't wearing any underwear. Well... I, I don't know. I felt lazy this week, I guess. I just wanted Pete to do all the work. But I think the twirled up is the funniest bit. And when she goes, she says, it twirled up! And then, and then at the end, well, you just heard it. Well, repeats goes, it even well. with more gusto. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't wearing any underwear. Well, I love it. <laughs> oh, God, that's that's. But it's interesting to hear you say that because I have watched it so many times. I didn't even realize the filter of imagining that she doesn't have a drinking problem until that yeah. scene. And I also no, I like, know. I like how what offended you was the temperature of the vodka. Oh, not so the gross. fact that she put vodka in it. You were like, and no, it no, was no. like the room temperature vodka. Thing, <laughs> the, oh, meanwhile, we were at dinner last night and the restaurant the menu said, this pasta dish is served tepid. <laughs> and I was like, what? We were, my whole family, Casey ordered it. And the guy's like, just so you know, tepid means room temperature. Casey's like, no, I got it. I'm fine. Like, I'll have the pasta. But it was such a strange word. To, don't put that on a menu. Um, right? How was it? Universe, was it don't good? do that. Casey didn't care for it because the he doesn't like when tomatoes are like roasted or sun dried. He doesn't like that like, oh. You know, that yeah. wrinkly tomato, which I love. So yeah. he wasn't crazy about his pasta. But um, Green Street <laughs> Restaurant in Pasadena, it was so good. Oh. But yeah, uh, it's not that the vodka was tepid. I was repulsed <laughs> when she reached for it because I was watching her make a smoothie. <laughs> and I love when people like eat in movies or drink in movies. You know, I, like I want to see what everyone's ordering and eating and drinking all the time because that's my obsession. So I was like, oh, uh-huh, blueberries, yogurt. Got it. Got it. And then she reached for the vodka and I was like, oh, and then I thought about it and I'm like, she didn't put ice in the blender. So there, it was like, a, gross. Uh, side note, you really should hustle a job on a food show. Why has that not happened yet? I don't know. Yeah. It's I your, mean, I have enough jobs, but I would, yeah. I would do it if somebody asked. That's I'm your such a passion, food obsessed person. I know. Yeah. But okay. Another thing that I think is a movie thing. Yeah. That. Or maybe you'll say you do this, and you probably do, because so much of what you do is gross. <laughs> Meryl Streep takes pills without any liquid. Mm. And I know people in movies do this frequently. They pop pills in their mouth and like a dog, like they, you know, <laughs> without rubbing their necks down. But like, I'm like, what do you, who takes, I struggle with taking pills in general. I need to be tricked. Yeah. But like, come yeah. on, have a sip of water. I hear you. Do you take pills without liquid? Well, no, but if I had stolen pills from my mother's 
medicine cabinet and then was running out and trying to hide the pills in my blouse and then wanted to take the pills immediately when I got in my car, I might take pills without water then because those are before the days of those plastic water bottles that you love so much. You know what I mean? That I love. Yeah. Yeah. People didn't have water in their cars. So that right. that I bought, but I I see what you mean. Usually I, that probably heightens the whole like, it's not, I'm not taking aspirin here. I'm taking something I'm so desperate to take. Right. I can't, I won't even get water for it. Right. Right. Yes. But don't you see people right. do it a lot yeah. in movies? <clears throat> the way also, everybody drinks their coffee black in movies. Yeah. yeah. They practically chew the pills out of their hand and then they throw their head back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it's a very non real life thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. How about that Richard Dreyfus, huh? Oh. Oh, so charming. Hunkalicious. God damn. Oh, I think God, he's don't so say hot. That. No, he is. He's <laughs> so hot. I love Richard Dreyfus. Still. I don't think he's hot. I thought he was very charming. Oh, uh, how do you not but, think Richard Dreyfus is hot? You're practically married to Richard Dreyfus. I'm married to Paul Rudd. Okay. No, you're married to Richard Dreyfus too. <laughs> mm, Paul Rudd. Admit it. Think about it. I want you to go away and think about this. And then I want you to come back next week and tell me if you're not married to Richard Dreyfus just a little bit. I want you to think about this. My husband listens to this show. I know. And yeah. And yeah. I don't know how he's going to feel about you thinking he's Richard Dreyfus-esque. Richard Dreyfus is the hottest and the most charming and he has sparkly eyes and he's gorgeous and he's funny and he's smart. What what would uh, be an insult about that? I just find I don't find Richard Dreyfus attractive like that. Wow, Jeremy's going to be I, so hurt that you don't find him attractive. He's not Richard Dreyfus-esque. Okay, so you say. All right. Um, also, one thing I wanted to clarify, just as another side note, there's a lot of uh, business to catch up on, but we never told people our Top Gun handles. We never told them which... We, we never, didn't? No, no. How did people function not I knowing? Know. I got a lot of mail. I got yeah. A, yeah, I got a lot of mail. So I have it written down over here. Goose. <laughs> yeah. I got goose. You're goose. I never would have remembered if I didn't write it down. <laughs> and I'm Iceman. <gasps> yeah. He's the jerky one. <clears throat> yeah, that's fucking right he is. Okay. Of the two of us, Definitely. I would have yeah. reversed that. I would have anticipated <laughs> I would get the jerky one. No, you're adorable. I don't know what you have against Look, Richard Dreyfus, but I'm a nice person. But I do love judging other people. And so I would imagine I'm more of a Iceman, Hangman type. Um, Can we talk about your deep, deep, deep connection to Meryl Streep? Oh, yeah. You mean how similar we are in our acting choices and styles? And No, that you both play uh, Mouth Trumpet. That we both went to Vassar? Oh, oh. Sorry. I went to Vassar. But she does what? mouth trumpet. Yes, she does. That's right. As do I. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe she did it. And she did it sincerely. Yeah. Like the audience was like, "Woo, that's so impressive. A mouth trumpet solo. <laughs> uh, you do it with lots of tongue in cheek. Or I don't know if your tongue's actually in your, in your cheek when you do it. <laughs> it's uh, It varies, you know, depends on what kind of trumpet. You know? Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was I was like, look at that. Meryl Streep's yeah. stealing Fabian's bit. Yeah, we're... Meryl and I are similar in a lot of ways. So thank you for noticing that. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I, I do. Yeah. I'm so glad that you, that you liked it. Are you ready? Do you want to give it a man's job? Are you ready of to course. give it several man jobs, I'm assuming? Yeah, not just uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no. I'll go first. I think you know yes, what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say, right? 
Five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five man jobs for sure. I can't. Yeah. I, this movie, with the exception of some of the very clearly made in the 80s shots <laughs> that no longer exist in cinema, but are very Mike right. Nichols, uh, uh, all five man jobs, active yeah, ones. It, yeah. It's close to that for me. I, I'll four and a half just because it, I don't know that it ages all that well in terms of like the lack of diversity and, yeah, you know, there's one black person in the movie and that black person comes out and is like, uh, your mother would like to see you in the house now. <laughs> like it's she's like from 1935. It's it, it it's a little that does bother me more than I want it to. And I know I bring it up a lot, so I apologize. But don't apologize. You know, that's the only knock against it. Other than <clears throat> that, it's winning, charming, yes. funny, heartfelt. I love it. I I yeah, I totally hear what you say. For me, I'm a little bit like it was made back in the 1800s. So that's what people did. I mean, it's not it doesn't make it okay, but it was sort of like just what people were doing at the time. And now we kind of know better. But that's like, you know, you can't fault a toddler for throwing their cereal. That's just where they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although Uh, I did. I I did punish my kids for throwing their cereal because it's wrong. Well, your kids aren't toddlers. They should not be doing that anymore. (laughs) I'm saying when they were. When they were toddlers, I punish them sure. for other things now. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, yeah. So we're going to play a game. Yes, but we are. Bef- but before we play that game, I want to I want to make a plea. I'm going to oh. do some begging and some groveling. Oh, boy. OK. What do you need? If you're listening to this right now, we need you to help us grow. Oh, God. So please, 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 not, not, well, what, grow, you're thinking boner, you're thinking, mm, <laughs> no, but, but, you know, we say it every, every week, but you haven't heard us for a few weeks. Please go ahead and leave us that five-star review. Please tell your friends, share it, spread the word. Those reviews do help us get seen more and, um, and, and we just so desperately need the validation and the accolades. So please help us grow, help us keep doing the podcast five stars and join our secret Fandy membership program. Take it away, Fabian. Oh yeah. You can go to mancave.com slash discord. That's like an app where we can all chat with each other. There's a regular channel and then a members only channel. You go to mancave.com slash Fandy. That's F-A-N-D-Y. That's where you become a member and we'll send you uh, cool bonus content, like additional little fun recordings and episodes and sometimes uh, and definitely birthday messages on your birthday. Um, or or near your birthday. <laughs> yeah, on or near your birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're uh, not so good at being on time. But, you know, we're so creative, like we're artists. That's what happens. Um, and uh, also, you can go to mancape.com slash merch. And we have a really funny, amazing, we have an incredible graphics team that works for Man Cave. And the merch there is really funny and fun. And we have, like, you know, they're great birthday gifts and travel mugs. And the sweatshirts are so soft and cozy. Um, it's all yeah. great stuff. And it all really, it all really helps us out. So, yeah, please do that. Please do. And our engineering is by Pete Wright, and our music is by Ian Post, yeah. and we are so grateful for all of that. Yeah, this seriously does not happen without those guys. Yeah, so thank you. Um, okay, well, look, I mean, it's been a while. We're both a little rusty. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, I, 
I threw you a softball, like a major, major softball, because this is a game that you are going to love probably even more than me. And name that cheese. Wow. I didn't even (laughs) think of that. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, no. Are you ready? So Postcards on the Edge came out in 1990, a very good year. But as it was... Was that the year Zac Efron was born? (laughs) Yep. Yes. And I... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I decided it's based on source material, Postcards on the Edge, the novel. Let's just say that um, we are going to cast Postcards from the Edge today. Mm. Who are we going to cast? So this is the game, which I know you love. Every time you read a book, you like to cast it. I love love casting. I know. So that's your game this week. We're going to take Postcards from the Edge and we're going to cast it with current actors. You can make it as diverse as you want. Okay. And nobody has to audition. So. Well, Zac Efron would be the Dennis Quaid role. Fair enough. Okay. You think he's got the nasty, macho smarts for that? Like, he seems real good guy. Okay. Okay. He's got the... Oh. He can play both. Okay, great. He played Ted Bundy. He's Oh, very I didn't good. see that. I didn't see him play Ted he's, Bundy. He's a very good actor. Oh, great. Okay. Zac Efron, I like it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So now the challenge would be two actresses mm-hmm. who are 20-something years apart, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? And who we can imagine would be mother-daughter. Yeah. So they were, Shirley MacLaine and Meryl Streep were 15 years apart. Yeah, not so far. No, no. Well, Shirley MacLaine, fun fact, found out when we were watching Terms of Endearment, she was, I think, like 40 when she made Terms of Endearment. Like that character, whose name escapes me, Aurora, was like, we all thought of her as like late 50s, like later in life. She was so young. Oh my God. Well- crazy. How great is that, that she was willing to do that? You know, I know actresses who are age appropriate to play the mother of a, of another person and they won't, they won't do it. They're like hanging on to 40 as long as they can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so, so who, well, one fun idea would be Laurie Metcalf and her daughter, who's the star of Young Sheldon. Yeah. That would be fun because they are actually mother daughter. Mm hmm. I love. So, I saw Laurie Metcalf in Hacks, and I'm like, she's another one of those laser focused, nails the joke every time. Can, can do, do no, no wrong. wrong. Yes, I agree. But let's she's let's not go as for some girly though. She needs. I think I feel like the Shirley MacLaine character. Part of it is the way she dresses and the way she right. Yeah, right. So let's. But also in my effort to diversify, let's uh-huh. think of you know non. Lily White people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you have any ideas as I stall? <laughs> well, I barely know any actors' names. And older actresses, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but like, uh, wait, how old is, see, I don't, I, I don't know as many, I don't know as many older black actresses, actually. Well, like right I, off the I, tip of my tongue. Or I do Latina actresses. Oh yeah, living in that world. Yeah, but um, what? How old do you think Meryl Streep's character is supposed to be? Oh, Meryl 30s? Streep's character. Yeah, thirties for sure. Thirties. Yeah, that changes everything because Jennifer Lewis is perfect for uh, to play Doris. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And she would sing the 
S out of that song. So now, mm-hmm. now that I've cast Doris as Jennifer Lewis, uh-huh. who is amazing. And for those who don't remember her, she is most well known as the mom on Blackish, the, the grandma on Blackish. I and love she her. Is yeah. Wait, isn't she also on hilarious. I Love That For You? Or She most certainly is. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, we also know that in this day and age, you don't need to have two people of the same race play. Yeah. You know, uh, mother or daughter. But. um. I'm not a fan of uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, who might be a natural choice. I don't oh, like her. I do love her. I don't like her. I love her. Um, she's but a, who she's is, a little safe. She doesn't quite, maybe she doesn't quite have the edge. She seems so, I don't know. I, I love her though. I think she's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of funny actresses in that range. Um, you know, in the 30s range. That's what's tripping me up because Carrie Washington is hilarious and could do that but she's in her 40s and maybe i would buy carrie washington though as uh jennifer lewis's daughter for sure and carrie washington is hysterical and really a good dramatic actress she'd be really good there it is yeah i like that carrie washington jennifer lewis Mm -hmm. carrie washington getting to make out with zach efron Mm -hmm. um who else do we get to cast the uh oh well the director I mean, oh, right, right, right. And I'm That's actually so directing, so I can't be in it. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That would be, that would have been my first choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Jane Lynch? Love it. Oh, my God. Because yes. Gene Hackman, you always see him as hard. And in this movie, he's very hard, but there's a very soft interior. Like, we get how much he cares about the project and her, but that he it's all out of his control and it's driving him crazy. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. Jane Lynch as the mm, director. Perfect choice. Perfect choice. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Okay, so... Jeremy Clavis. Eventual... Oh, God. No. <laughs> um, eventual actual love interest. Um, uh, I'm trying you to think of... You can't do uh, Tony Goldwyn because it's already been done. No, what about like Randall Park? Somebody who's so charming. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I yep. love him. Yep. It's Randall Park. Me that too. works. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like oddly handsome and crushable, <laughs> but very goofy and funny, you know, like, mm-hmm. which, yeah, mm-hmm. which is more how I would describe Richard Dreyfus, not as like a hottie. Um, <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then is there anybody else of significance to cast um, now that I'm on this role? Well, we could do like the grandma and grandpa, or we could do the Annette Benning character. Oh, like, Annette Benning, I think, is more. Who's the new up and comer who's going to play the hooker who banged Jack Faulkner? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's a deep cut, but I've really got it. Yeah. It's a very deep cut, and she's not a well known person. <laughs> Okay. Like, neither a good, was like, Annette. obvious person would be like Amanda Seyfried or something. Like, that would be a good, like, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd be great. Mm-hmm. But there's that girl in the new vacation who's like, I heard <gasps> that when you get hit, somebody bops you in the head, a gold coin comes outside of your butt. <laughs> so she is definitely playing the hooker. I love it. Oh, that's really, really good. And she'll be thrilled because I don't know how much she's working. I mean, maybe she's a star and I don't know it, but it's her. She is now. She just made the Man Cave podcast. She is now. Right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, that's really good. That's good. I think you did a great job. Thank you. Yes, well done. I love casting. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. And, you know, once you're off of your food show gig 
you know, I yep. we could do some casting gigs as well. You've got this. Great. Yeah. Oh, that's God. as easy as it this is. This has been life changing as, as the man cave should be. <laughs> as you know, that's how it works. Guys, for those of you who don't know the business, here's how it works. You just think of someone to play the part and then they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Or you just like think, oh, I want to sell a show and you do. Yep. Like you just <laughs> yeah. manifest your dreams just by having the thought, the exactly. passing thought yes. makes things okay. happen in Hollywood. Back to maybe one of our first episodes, which was The Secret. Thank you for acknowledging that's exactly how life works. You're welcome. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, yeah, yeah. What do you got for me? Yeah. Well, mine uh, is... Uh, um something beloved from this same exact time period. Oh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies that I could quote all day long. Quotes like, I like the high ones. Okay. Or the most famous quote, there is no crying in baseball. Oh, God. Yes, that's I just watched that movie. That was a fan. That's fantastic. Yes. Okay. A League of Their Own. Yes. For those who have not caught on is amazing. And it is now a series on Amazon. Oh, so we are going to watch. If you said, oh, I haven't seen it in 30 years, I would have said then you you are required to go watch the movie. Yes. Before you watch the show. Yes. But now that you've watched it recently, have your girls watched A League of Their Own? Yes. Yes. They loved it. So good. Yes. So good. Okay. So (laughs) come here, still well, Angel. So um, we're going to watch whatever episodes are available. I think two dropped initially, and there might be a third by the time we get to it on Amazon Prime, A League of Their Own, the series. Yes. And it was created or show run by Abby uh, Jacobson. Yes. Abby Jacobson. Yes. Right. Oh, my God. And I'm a huge fan of hers. Oh, this is so fun. What a great. I don't know her. I like this will be. You know, for me, I never quite tapped into Broad City. And I think I should. I think I would love it. But, I think you probably um, would. She's, yeah. You know, if you're like in the ba- in, in the wrong frame of mind when you watch something and totally. you just come at it the wrong way and you're like, now I've made my decision. So I think that was Broad City for me. Yeah. It was built up so much and I didn't, it didn't get me. Yeah. But. No, she's really good. Like she's, it, I, I, it's a, it's broad, <laughs> but, um, she's, I, I love her. I really loved her. All right. So, yeah. A League of Their Own. Yeah. Join us. Fantastic. Everybody. Yay. Good to be back. See you next I time. I know. <laughs> love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.